Welcome back to Giddy Up. Gareth Hall with you on this uh, Tuesday morning for day three of the Kraka sales. One of the most respected bloodstock agents in New Zealand is Phil Cataldo, who has been able to buy so many wonderful horses over his illustrious career. He's got some story to tell, and he joins us here at Caraca. Hello to you, Phil. Thanks for your time, mate. Thanks for having me on, Gareth. Um, um, great to be here. I, I met you for the first time there the other night with Michael Kent Jr., and you, you work closely with the Michael Kent Jr. and Mick Price camp, and I was blown away and fascinated by your story, mate. Um, how did you start in this game and how you got involved in the bloodstock industry? Uh, well, growing up, um, racing was always in our household when I was a young fella and uh, my dad in conjunction with the Mulo brothers um, always had five or six horses in training and uh, we were avid race goers and um, it really went from there. Yeah, so so it was in your blood and you, you loved the game. You worked in stables for several years but how did you learn the ability to find and identify a good horse? Um, just through following experts really at Caraca and um, other sales, um, I was fortunate enough to um, be able to shadow uh, one of the great agents from the BBA and Joss Collins early on and uh, learned an awful lot of him. Um, a vet that I had the utmost respect for, Kim McKellar, um, he was a big help to me over the years and he had x-ray eyes in my opinion, a, a brilliant um, uh, he could analyse a horse yeah. probably better than anybody, uh, yeah. Kim, and it was a pleasure being able to shadow him for sure. So when you talk about the great trainers, and sometimes they just have that that, that ability. They've got an eye to say, all right, this horse, it doesn't need another gallop, um, take him back to the stables or give him another gallop. You know, they, they can, they've got that gut feel. Is it a situation with bloodstock agents and especially how you identify horses on a racetrack or at the trials where... Um, some people have got it, some people haven't. I, I guess so. I mean, um, with what I do, my specialty is sort of more trial horses and race horses, so you can see them at full gallop. And um, to me, it's quite obvious the ones that can run and the ones that can't. Yeah. So, trialling horses, and you've been how, able to have so much success in purchasing horses from the trials in New Zealand, and you've been doing it for a long time now. I don't know, for instance, you, you purchased Thunderstruck for OTI and, and Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. Talk us through the process when you first saw this horse. Yeah, I'm Thunderstruck. He trialled at Tiara as a back-end two-year-old and I was on a very heavy track at Tiara that day and I think it was only about a seven-horse field, but he went from last to first so quickly that um, he was a quite obvious one, uh, really, but... Mm. Showed enormous acceleration, albeit on heavy ground, um, and he was a great type to go with it. So he sort of had the flashing light on him, I guess. Yeah. So the process said, so once you identify it, how quick do you need to be to purchase it? And is it like a? I, I, it would be a game within a game because you'd have a few other agents probably seeing what you saw there that day. So how how does that process go? Yeah, for sure. I mean, with um, technology today. Um, a lot of the trials are on the thoroughbred racing sites or within 10 or 15 minutes of them being run. So the advantage that I have is being Johnny on the spot. And uh, because I've been doing it for quite a while now, I, I have a good rapport with a lot of the trainers and owners. And um, I've 
done good business with a lot of them over the years and um, I guess they know that if I'm looking at their horse it's genuine and more often than not I can get it over the line. So I'm fascinated by this Phil, so not only do you do the trials but you also go out to track work to try and identify the horses or talk to the trainers before they get to the trials? Yeah for sure, well I live in Cambridge which is the racing capital of New Zealand I guess and between Cambridge and Matamata which are about half an hour apart there's between 1,500 and 2,000 horses in training most yeah. of the year round. So, uh, no, really lucky to live in that area. And, yeah, I, I go to the track on a fairly regular basis. Um, obviously, uh, go to the trials and the races, the sales, stables, farms, etc. Yeah. This is getting up on a Tuesday morning. We're live at Caraca for day three of the sales. We're having a chat to well-respected New Zealand bloodstock agent Phil Cataldo and he's been talking about his journey so far and he's he's a man that features at these yearling sales but he does a lot of his work at the trials and buying tried horses. Um, so who's the best? Like Thunderstruck was a great horse. Who's been your favourite horse that you've identified over the years? Yeah, he's certainly right up there. Um, I've been very fortunate to work um, with Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott over the years as well and had quite a bit of success with them. Um, we had Desperado, yeah. it was a great horse for us and um, uh, in the earlier years we had Coco Cabana who won an Oaks in a Metropolitan. Herculean Prince also won a Metrop for Gay, it was her 100th Group 1 winner so that yeah. was special. Um, bought Mr Brightside as a yearling at Caraca at the May sale so Obviously, he's been a great advert for me. And um, So why did you choose Brightside? What did you see in him that others didn't? Well, he had no pedigree being by bull bars, but he was um, a real athletic shape, um, had a great front end on him, uh, was very athletic, a great mover. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was definitely a type over pedigree job, yep. Mr Brightside. So do you do a lot of pin hooking as well? No, I, I try and stay out of pin hooking yep. and racehorse ownership. It sort of is a bit of a conflict of interest. Yeah. And uh, no, I, I try and avoid that, to be honest. Yeah. So um, so you'll go to the trials and I try and identify these horses. Is it getting more difficult, especially with the success of the New Zealand bred horses of recent times, to, to get these horses for the right prices? Yeah, for sure. I mean... Quite often, if, if something looks good at the trials, it, it can become an auction pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so, again, that's the advantage that I have of being, you know, sometimes first in the queue, I guess. Um, but, no, I mean, word spreads really quickly. And, you know, with, as I say, technology, there can be 10 horses on the... 10 people, rather, on the one horse and within half an hour of it going over the line. So, quite often, it does become an auction. And, realistically, you can't blame the owners for no. for you know wanting to get the best price that they can obviously what about the hong kong market as well do you enjoy playing into that because i would imagine a lot of your business would be in that market um to a point i mean yeah. uh, in hong kong the most of the owners and trainers up there they have their own agents and i i, I do sell a few horses into hong kong uh, but Australia is really the target market for me. Yeah, and you've had so much success. I was so with Price and Kent Junior, all the stable stars you've picked for them, basically. 
The New Zealand ones, yeah. certainly some of them, yes. Yeah. The yeah. majority globe. He was a globe. great horse. Yeah, well, he yeah. still is a good horse. Hopefully we can see the best of him this, this campaign. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, he was most impressive at his first four runs, and then he had a, a bit of a problem at his fifth run, but apparently he's um, had spelled well, and he's back in training at Darren Weir's, and uh, I saw a video of him working yesterday, and um, he looked really good. So, no, they've... Um, Hopefully you can get to the Cox Plate later this yeah. later this year. Well, um, thanks for your time, mate. Next time you find a superstar, let us know, can you, in, um, at the New Zealand Trials. What's your favourite trial track? I'd rather not say. All right, then. that's a bit, I, I love that. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to keep a close eye on you. Um, Phil, thanks for your time. I think it's fascinating, especially, like, we see these these horses purchased at the yearling sale, but you've got you've gone down at a different path as a bloodstock agent. So I think anyone listening out there that want to get into this game, it's a beautiful game. There's so many other different options that you be, that you can become an expert in to, to make a career out of this, this sport. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I do buy you know, untried horses as well, obviously, at yep. the um, yearling sales and, and the ready to run. And it, it's all part of it. I mean, we're so privileged to be in the industry that we're in. Um, you know, obviously the horses, the people, the excitement, the the fashion, the trend, the yeah. new the new sires. It's uh, yeah, it all f- um, creates great theatre, and that's why we're all here, and um, we all go back into battle again today. And you've come a long way from being a fisherman to um, buying horses, sending cassettes to. Um everywhere around the country and then getting a lucky break to get Robbie Waterhouse on your side and then the rest has been history. Yeah, you know, it was quite an ironic story how I got on to Robbie Waterhouse in the first place and it was sort of, I guess, reward for effort, chasing every lead down and uh, I I sold my first lot of horses to um, some gentlemen from Hong Kong. Uh, They bought three horses on their first outing here and it took me another five years to sell the next one, so it was a long, hard road. And um, yeah, so chasing every lead, <coughs> excuse me, ended up um, getting my first real big break, being able to sell to to Robbie and Gay. And that's perseverance and love for the game. Because did you ever think about giving up? Um, oh, afraid of failure, really. So yeah. no. <laughs> well, that's in the, you just keep on inspiring. Now you're one of the most successful in the game, mate. So. We, we appreciate your time here, um, Phil, on this uh, Tuesday morning, mate. And, um, yeah, good luck buying your next champion. If you can find another bright side, that'd be good. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, Gary.